Mouthing Off is a theater, arts, and culture podcast from Bad Mouth Theater Company in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm Amanda Forstrom. I'm Kevin Couchman. And I'm Mari Sittner. Mouthing Off features compelling interviews and discussions with artists and creators from around the Twin Cities and beyond. Tune in for something different online where you get your podcasts at badmouthtc.com and on the air in St. Paul through Frogtown Radio 94.1 FM. And if you've got something going on around the Twin Cities you'd like to talk about, we want to hear from you. Email us at badmouthtc at gmail.com. Mouthing Off is sponsored by Minnesota Playlist, the digital destination for live performing arts. Producers can find talent to work with. Directors can cast productions with audition ads. Teachers can find students with a classified. And audiences can find the perfect show to attend on the state's largest calendar of theater and dance shows. Find out more at minnesotaplaylist.com. We hope you enjoy the show. We're back with another episode of Mouthing Off, the theater arts and culture podcast from Bad Mouth Theater Company in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm Kevin Kautzman, joined by Amanda Forstrom. Amanda, how are you? I'm fantastic, and I'm so excited to have Matt Sachs back on the show, telling us all about his his new goings-on, as it were. And uh, Mari's here, too. Mari, what's up? You know, I'm just chilling. I'm doing good. Like you said, excited to be back with a regular member of the crew. Yeah, Matt is a friend of the pod, friend of the show. So thank you. How are you, Matt? I'm great. Thank you. Just a little busy because as Amanda says, I got a lot of goings on going on. So a lot goings on. <laughs> well, this goes on the radio and it goes out over podcast land it, probably not a bad idea right up top to mess, ping the things you've got coming up that i know you've got sure. you're in a show hit it okay uh sure like i've got uh, i'm in rehearsals right now for anonymous with uh full circle theater um that's opening next week uh, uh wednesday the first november 1st is our first preview and it runs through November 19th. It has performances Wednesdays through Sunday. So I'm uh, in rehearsal for that. And with my own company, Shadow Horse Theater, uh, we're coming out of doing uh, Hocus Pocus, a drinking game at Can Can Wonderland. And we've got in November, the first Saturday in November, which I think is that uh, the fourth, uh, November 4th, we've got our next show there, Frozen, a drinking game. It's a brand new script for us. We've never done Frozen. So that'll be at uh, Saturday the 4th. And I uh, believe my improv group, Last Action Movie, will be performing at Huge as part of Improvathon. But we don't know what time slot or time we're going to be doing that. But we were talking about it at rehearsal yesterday morning. All right. So a lot going on. Full Circle Theater, and that's ermn.org, is where people can find tickets for Anonymous by Naomi Izuka. Mari, Amanda, are, are either of you familiar with uh, Naomi uh, Izuka? Any of her plays, any of her work? I am, actually. Uh, I did, was it Polaroid Stories? Yeah, that's... That Naomi that, Izuka? Mm -hmm, that's yeah. early. That was like, that was her breakout play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I played uh, Eurydice and uh, went down to Hades and made a little made a little deal and... Um, oh, Who's who's with Eurydice? I can't remember his name. Oedipus or um, Orpheus. 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 Yes, yes. And had an Orpheus, and yeah, it was great. We you had literally a had an Oedipal slip. Yeah, I know. I, oh, <laughs> I have, that, that's I, amazing. In the history well, there, of the world, a, I don't think that's ever happened. No, that's very. Well, funny. there's all those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In any case, Orpheus, blah blah. Yeah, yeah. You, was, you, nailed, no, was, you nailed it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it was amazing because it was this beautiful production that was in the thrust. Uh, so it's three quarters stage and it was uh, um, in a space that is traditionally around. So if you can imagine this in your head as I try to explain it, it's it's, uh, you know, almost 360 around and it had this um, highway coming 
uh, broken off highway coming up. So you had a playing space on top of the highway underneath the the highway overpass. And then there was a lift that would go down, um, down into Haiti. So there were three really um, wonderful playing spaces. And you got that idea of like going and, down into. And that's in Polaroid stories. Uh, that was just the set that, oh gosh, huh. I, I'm a terrible actor and I can't remember. It was so long ago. It was in grad school at University of South Carolina where we did it, but it was just a fantastic production. Fantastic. And Stargirl, uh, if you know the play, she was at the, uh, she was on the edge of the overpass looking up and all of these stars just illuminated her and it was just gorgeous. And so she's just a really, um, uh visual and expansive uh imaginative playwright hmm. hey great and that uh dovetails to what i wanted to ask matt next which is about this play sell it to us why do we why oh, should people yeah. come out to see anonymous uh well it's a great i think it's a beautiful script uh, as amanda indicated uh the playwright really does a wonderful job like uh, creating pictures in your head with her language, but f uh, to pitch it really quick, it's it's a modern retelling of the Odyssey, having to do with the American refugee crisis. So it's got it's a fun play to watch because if you're a fan of like Greek mythology, the Odyssey, something like Oh Brother Where Art Thou or something like that, you can like watch it and go Oh that character parallels this character, like Oh that character's Calypso, the nymph who kept uh, Odysseus and the Odyssey on her island as a prisoner and lover for seven years. Oh that character is the Cyclops who uh, kept uh, Odysseus a, a prisoner and ate some of his men, and so it's fun to watch for that sake. But it's fun to watch because there's great, there's just beautiful language in it. It's funny. It's smart. It's only uh, 85, 90 minutes. Uh, so not an intermission, not a long runtime. And every show is pay what you can, pay what you're able. So accessibility, ah. which to me is super important. Runtime is is in the discourse right now because of the, the new Scorsese with Killers of the Flower Moon, which comes in at three hours and 40 minutes. Uh, so yeah, that it's cinema. So I assume Scorsese thinks that we're going to be standing up and hitting the head once or twice. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's an old, I, old man, you know? So, yeah. I, I would say like on all the things that I've read, like, cause I was looking at reviews of killers of the flower moon, like people mm -hmm. in the comments, like on AV club are like, I don't know what they're, yeah, I, he's. I hope there's a place where I can go to the bathroom. I think it's. I think show. it's incredible. I, I, I already. I don't. This isn't a, a Scorsese podcast, but I already saw it once, and I'm going again tomorrow. And I don't do mm. that. It feels like a, a an important moment. Uh, in any that's case, the other I'm, thing everyone's saying. Everyone's saying yeah, it's a great movie. It's yeah, a great movie. It's, it's not fantastic. Staggering. Yeah, and it's going to divide a lot of people. And you're going to. It's going to be a Rorschach test for people. Some people are going to say it's this. Other people are going to say it's that. That's typically the sign one of the signs of great art um matt so getting back to to anonymous here yeah um uh what what part are you playing in it what role are you playing are oh. you this guy are you the cyclops ah great question um i'm actually <laughs> playing like essentially four parts so if you're familiar with the odyssey uh Odysseus is away at the Trojan War for 10 years, and then it takes him 10 years to get back to his home island of Ithaca. And the adventures that he has on the way home from Troy are the Odyssey. And um, so I'm playing, uh, while he's away, uh, Odysseus, uh, he has over 108 suitors are trying to win the hand of his queen, Penelope, who, because they think he's dead. So uh, she's a widow queen, and if they marry her, they'll inherit all his lands and wealth and everything. And I am playing all 108 suitors wrapped up into one, uh, <laughs> Mr. Yuri Makis. And uh, I'm also playing a character called Strigel, um, who's, uh, I don't want to give anything too much away, but he's uh, a trucker. I'll say that much about him. He's a trucker. And then I'm playing uh, a... Um, kind of uh drug addict junkie character as well and i'm part along with almost all of the cast as the chorus of refugees and there's a lot of beautiful choral things and group movement and uh, moments in the show that i think are gonna 
I think audiences will really love them. We've been working with a great choreographer and uh, it's a lot of great stage movement and choral stuff in it spread throughout in different parts of the show. So I'm playing all those characters. All of those characters. I like that you're the the suitors all wrapped up in one. That has a lot of, I don't know if it's going to be comic, but it seems like it has a lot of comic potential. Uh, where is this <laughs> Where is this production happening? Uh, it's going to be at the Park Square space. So they're uh, okay. renting Park oh, Square they- in St. Paul. Oh, great. Right in, yeah. right in downtown. Yeah, right in the heart of downtown St. Paul. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I love that. I love that space. That I had a a, a revelatory night in the theater there once. Um, I saw proof uh mm. there. And uh that that's actually one of the moments I sat back and said, hmm, I should try writing one of one of these plays. Ah, there's there's something going on here. Um and then many years later I got to work with one of the uh, somebody who worked on that play as a dramaturg which was very cool i love that space it's so classic it's uh if people don't know park square i mean it's it's literally right downtown it's right across from like the saint paul hotel it's that beautiful little spot of downtown saint paul that has that kind of old world feel um and uh am i am i correct there yeah right it's down- near like things <laughs> like meritage the mm-hmm. restaurant meritage and Jaime's haberdashery and uh yeah it's in the heart <laughs> of saint paul not too far from uh, Excel Energy Center and all that. So, yeah, it's in yeah. the heart of St. Paul, really. And you it, you want to um, go get yourself a, a $45 haircut as a man in Minnesota? <laughs> you're not going to do any better than Jaime's Haberdashery. That is a vibe. Have you have you ever uh, partaken of, uh, of a haircut at Jaime's, Matt? No, I've seen people getting stuff there when I've walked by it. It's and, it's the kind uh, of place where, you know, you talk about old brother where art thou. It's the kind of place where, you know, they, they give you do uh, the whole uh, ordeal, right? Where they give oh, you yeah. the, the pat down on the face. And yeah, this is not master cuts down there. Oh, treat no, no. Yourself. It's like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. it's a treat yourself old school barbershop uh, straight razor kind of feel. I have had a straight razor shape before uh, where it was, you know, mixed in the in the marble jar with the badger hairbrush and brushed all over my face and the straight razor shave and everything, but not at Jaime's, but yeah, but yeah, Park Square is a beautiful space. So it's a thrill to be performing there. Absolutely. And what happened to the, what happened to Park Square? Did they, did it shut down and now it's like a rental house? Do we, what happened? Well, there's a lot of uh, stuff about that. Like I don't, know a lot of the internal stuff. I was supposed to perform the diary of Anne Frank there with an all Jewish cast at the beginning of this year. Um, but they had some issues, internal issues, fundraising, ticket sales issues. I don't know a lot about, I'm not privy to a lot of that, but they had to cancel that production, but it is available for rent by companies, uh, and by production people across the twin cities. So, um, that's what full circle has done. They rented the space for this play and we're in the main stage area and um it's just to work with this cast and this crew on this script uh in that space yeah it's a it's a real dream come true in a lot of ways yeah yeah that's that's really exciting well i mean amanda we certainly have to try to get out uh i i would love to go see another play there that 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 that's a venue that is just um it just it has a lot of character and yeah it would be very cool awesome um what's the rehearsal process been like it's a huge cast i mean how do you all remember each other's names (laughs) that's a great question um it is a big cast and we have had a lot of times like before rehearsals gotten you know in the early part of it especially we got in a circle and said our names and our pronouns and our roles so that people would know like okay this is who i'm going to be in this scene with because like the odyssey the script is broken up into a lot of segments and it's not it's non-linear as well it kind of if you've read the odyssey it's start of sort of starts in the middle like where odysseus is on the island of calypso so um and then he goes to another island and tells the story of what's happened to him to the people who are hosting him at a dinner on another island so like that it's non-linear the it flashes between anon or anonymous the the character who's the odysseus character in it trying to get back to his instead of wife mother uh, Nemesani, who's working in a sweatshop somewhere in the United States. So uh, rehearsal process wise, yeah, like it's broken up into scenes. And, uh, and the it, like, when I'm there working on my scenes, in the early part of it, other people, I wouldn't be there some nights while they worked and focused on other scenes and uh, different scenes. So 
but when we're all together for the movement and fight stuff, then we're working on the ensemble stuff together. So it's an interesting process. It's been a great process. Hmm. All right. For yeah. our listeners who may be less familiar with the show, how many people are in it? How big is the cast? I think it's about like, I want to say 12 to 15 of us, maybe 15 of us. It's a wide variety of cast. Like I have the cast list with me so I can look at it, but. Yeah, that's quite uh, a big cast for a play. Yeah. Yeah. Especially post COVID, you know, I mean, it's quite a feat and it's really ambitious and I'm glad that they're taking this on, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's about 11 to 12 of us. And um, yeah, and, and to that Amanda's point, yeah, it's great to be working with a large ensemble. And we have been, there's COVID testing and COVID protocols. Uh, you know, we have to, you know, take take a test every week, send the results. Um, so they've been- Is that, is that something that Park Square is demanding or is that something- I don't think it's, it's not Park Square because they're just mm-hmm. the rental. It's full circles policies and everything. They implement, they have a COVID supervisor. They want everyone to be safe. We've been masked all rehearsal, um, you know, and then we got to a point where it was like, okay, mask when you're not on stage in rehearsal, but you can take your masks off when you're working on stage and in the scenes and everything. So we can see faces and expression and everything like that. But that's an option. You don't have to take your mask off if you're rehearsing and everything, but they've been very cognizant of people's concerns and safety, but it's, it is easily the biggest cash show I think that I've worked on since, uh, since 2020 and not counting drinking games, I think. (laughs) Well, like as playwrights and as actors and everything, it's always, you know, there's so much to dive into when you're working on a two-hander or a cast of three or four. But as an audience member, there is nothing like seeing a whole bunch of people on stage. I went to the opera in December around Christmas time and saw La Boheme and there must have been 50 people on stage. And it was, there's Mm. nothing like it. I love opera. Yeah. No, I mean, you're totally right, uh, Mari. Yeah, I can't. I don't I can't say that I've ever been in a show with that big of a cast. Amanda, in your life, you're the resident actor. When Matt's not here, uh, what's the biggest? What's the biggest cast that you've uh, you've ever uh, been a part of? Oh gosh, I did uh, at Arena Stage. I performed in Junk, um, and which is a great play if you've never read it about the Junk Bond. Uh, sales and Michael Milken in the 1980s and how that was sort of the precursor, the idea behind the junk bonds, you know, getting bundled as something greater than they were. Well, that was sort of the foundation of the housing market. Uh, The mortgage Uh, crisis. The mortgage crisis, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really, um, it was really great. And that plays by Ayad Akhtar. um, And I think that was a cast of, I want to say, fifteen to fifteen to sixteen people, maybe more. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, they, and every single actor was underwater in a mortgage <laughs> in, in the show. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> well, it was yeah. really it was really interesting because a lot of the people who came in DC are affiliated with. Uh, the Milken Institute, which still exists and does a lot of, you know, research. And I think he lost his SEC uh, trading license and went to jail for a few years, but is still a billionaire and uh, still influences a lot of policy. So it was really interesting to have a lot of his. uh, Yeah, uh, disciples, people. People, yeah, yeah his, or, his or, folks, yeah, his folks, yeah, who experienced this firsthand, sitting in the audience and doing uh, question and answers, and um, uh, and and even you know, because the whole play is is based off of real people, uh, um, and 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 in that it was based off of um, Ad uh, read the Predator's Ball. If you've never read that book, uh, oh gosh, her name escapes me but i think she was nominated for a pulitzer for it mm-hmm. um it was a really in-depth uh interview with how he sort of michael milken connie sort of brooke. built his yes con yeps connie brooke thank you um how she uh interviewed him and all of his business partners and 
to to truly understand how he became the person that he was and who he surrounded himself with, how he um, met other people. And yeah, he's just a fascinating figure uh, in Hmm. American culture and and on the money side of things. So he didn't he's not really, you know, well known like Elon Musk or something like that. But it's amazing how much uh, policy and culture, you know, downstream of money and politics that he influenced. It was really great. But yeah, that was a that was a huge cast. So there you go, Mar. You have your marching orders. You you can now write a play for 16 actors. <laughs> you know, it'd be quite a challenge. It it would, wouldn't it? Uh I guess this this gets back to to Matt. Matt, is this the first is this the world premiere of uh, Anonymous or has Oh it no, been, like uh, no. It's, mm. It's been around for a while. It premiered here at the Children's Theater Company. It was a commission for the Minneapolis oh, wow. oh, the Children's there you Theater go. Company. Oh, cool. And wow. it de- developed there. It was first done in, uh, I believe, 2006 at CTC. That's oh, I didn't realize Theater it company. was that. Yeah, I didn't realize that she had worked. She had written that. So, okay. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. She's ahead and of we had, Yeah, Yeah. One of our fight choreographer, Annie Enneking, was in the original production of it. And it's great to... She's doing the fight choreography obviously with us and it's uh great to work with her because she's an original cast person who's in it and everything yeah and she actually did the fight choreography for red speedo uh mm. that i did with walking shadow theater company and she is just fabulous so shout out to annie um yeah she's she's great and i've only uh you know met and worked with her that one time in that one show but yeah i bet that in is that one specific a- pool in that one specific pool <laughs> with that fight that goes that might or may or may not have gone into the pool. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, uh, it's great to work with her as an original cast person from the original exactly. production. And it's very popular, like a show to be done in uh, colleges and high schools across the country because it has a wide variety of parts for people to play and you double and triple parts. Like I'm not the only person playing more than one part. Almost everyone's playing a couple roles and it's part of the chorus of refugees and is in the choral and group movement stuff. So there's a wide variety of parts and all kinds of different characters. And so, yeah, it's something that's very popular at universities and high schools uh, to be done. And also it doesn't have um, any profanity in it really, because it was written for CTC so uh, it's a show like anyone can come to and uh, enjoy in that way. That doesn't mean it's not intense. It doesn't have uh, cool stuff. Like there's a fight choreographer for a reason because there's there's fighting in it. So there's action and uh, spectacle and uh, just some great, great fun stuff in it. But this Sounds is, I think, like the a- first production mm-hmm. to be done in Minneapolis in a long time of it. And this is and this is paired with the drinking game. Uh, Minnesota. And so when do we drink at this production? Of, <laughs> am I confusing? I'm confusing things, right? Don't confuse yeah. the, don't confuse the listeners. It's a completely separate thing. Oh, okay. No, no okay. All right. Like, okay. I, I joking when the Guthrie was doing a, a search for an artistic director, I jokingly suggested on social media, hire me and I'll make every show a drinking game show at the Guthrie. So imagine well, how that's... wasted you'd get during long day's journey in tonight. Fair enough. I mean, what it, it, I think it's Breck. Breck said theater without beer is a museum. So there's something. Yes, I believe that's something. carved on the, or it's in the hanging in the Bryant Lake Bulls Theater, I believe. There's something to be said about that. Uh, tell I people, mean, that's how you uh, get mm-hmm. uh, the greatest Shakespeare monologues, right? You know, who who was it? Uh, oh, gosh, not Ian McKellen, but one of the great, one of the greats. Uh, would have a, a glass or two of whiskey or bourbon before going on stage. And Oof. man, they were good. <laughs> <laughs> when they could remember their lines, there have been, I mean, right. I, I wonder how many actors have like lost their jobs over the course of, of uh, just the English theater alone. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> dozens, hundreds. Um, yeah. Occupational hazard, also an mm-hmm. occupational hazard among writers. Um in a re- related note, uh, tell people about the drinking game. Though you, you've done you've done other episodes of Mountain Thing Off with us, but for people who don't know about Drinking Game Minnesota, let's talk about Frozen and oh, what yeah. we got going on there. Yeah, fun. Uh, yeah, we've uh, this is our first year uh, with Drinking Game at Can Can Wonderland, and uh, it's been 
really wonderfully successful. Um, we're coming off a great show with Hocus Pocus for October. Uh, just a blast. And uh, before that, uh, Amanda was our lead in Legally Blonde, which was super fun. And it was fun to perform on stage with her again um, and do a drinking game there. And that's a fun script. And now we've done so far this year, we've done scripts that we've done before uh, at CanCan because we're, you know, introducing a whole new audience after our previous eight years at Phoenix Theater and before that three years at the Bryant Lake Bowl. Um, now we're going into a brand new script for us, which is Frozen. Um, we've done lots of Disney movies before, animated Disney movies before. One of our best shows ever was when we did The Lion King. Uh, we had a really successful uh, pr production of... Uh, of Toy Story and Finding Nemo. So now we're going into Frozen. Um, a drinking game is for, you know, for people who don't know, it's a live performance stage reading of a movie and there's drinking cues for the actors on stage and for the audience. And it's a really fun, fun experience. Uh, it's a great time for everybody, both on stage and off. I think uh, Amanda's been in two and I hope she's had a great time doing both. Absolutely. I was just going to say, I I don't know what I would enjoy more, sitting and watching in the audience or being on stage and actually doing it. It is such a blast because everybody loves the movie. Everybody's there to have a good time and laugh and sing if there's songs like the Mamma Mia was so fun. And yeah, you're just it's it's what theater should be. It's really lovely and it's super Thank fun. You. So if you haven't gotten out, please do. Mari. Thank you. Yeah, it's much. a real blast as an audience member, too. I had the pleasure of seeing Amanda in uh, Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values, Yeah, I yes. believe. And that was a really fun time. Everybody in the audience enjoyed themselves. If you can make it out, highly recommend it. It's a great night. Dress Thank up. You. I mean, oh, yeah. ha costumes, have a beverage, yeah. costumes, sing along. It's great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fun. Like, it does not have to be Halloween to come in costumes. Like, we've done shows and people have shown up in stuff for the sh costumes for the show when we did Super Troopers from Broken Lizard. Like, people in the audience showed up wearing full costumes from it, and they had, like, a mannequin or dummy, like, with them. And it was better than what we were using in the show. So I went out in the audience and said, hey, can we use your thing in the show? And they were like, sure, bring it on stage. Why not? Go ahead. And so we got to do it. and. Uh, we had a cast member from the actual film from the Broken Lizard uh, Ensemble. Eric Stolhansky was in our show when we did Super Troopers. So we've had actual performers from the movies that we've done in the show. So that was a thrill. And, you know, yeah, people that night were in costumes. People have shown up in costumes for the movie just because they enjoy it. When we did Archer, we had people showing up in costumes from Archer. Uh, it does not have to be Halloween for you to show up and wear like, you know, your t-shirt from the movie or a oh, costume man. and bring stuff to it and watch and have a great time. Cause that's what we're there for. We're there to have a, a really fun time with it. Have you done mighty ducks? Yes, we did mighty ducks. You yes. did. I loved because... your episode with your, with the playwright with Matt from it. Yes, it was a great yes. episode. And yeah, so... we did. When we did it, we had Michael Ooms, uh, the late and very much huh. missed and loved Michael Ooms, who was uh, the bully on the Hawks, like the guy who was like, my job on um, <laughs> Mighty Ducks. He was our Gordon. Uh, so he was he performed the role of Gordon Bombay in Mighty Ducks. And we had uh, 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 Jane, who played uh, the figure skating girl whose brother forces her to join the team. She introduced the show and did the rules and everything. So we had two cast members of Mighty Ducks in, when we did Mighty Ducks here that time. That's yeah. fantastic. I mean, so if you haven't listened to our episode with Matt Doherty, who is the playwright of our next free reading at Waldman Brewery, 7 p.m. on Monday, October 30th. Please listen to that episode on Mouthing Off. You can find us at badmouthtc.com and get out to the reading. Um, his play is fantastic. Not only is he a great actor, but he's just a really talented writer. And this play is really uh, has such great ties to Midwestern values and the culture and yeah, you just get this sense of humor, of humor, and and you just get this great sense of of yeah, this midwestern underbelly, if you will. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, going to be a, a lot episode. of fun. Yeah, I loved oh, hearing oh. him talk about it and everything. It was a great episode of the show. So 
Yeah, yeah. We're very fortunate that he sent us that, that script. October 30th, Waldman Brewery. I can't wait. Why did you pick Frozen? Why, why uh, it's something Frozen? we've never done before. And yeah. um, and uh, people love it. And there's songs to sing along to it. And it fits kind of going into the holiday season and where things are getting wintry here. Uh, oh, yet, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> But they are getting wintry here, and they'll get when there'll be winters around the corner. So, um, I think I think it has a lot of. Uh, it's just one we've never done before, and for all those reasons, um, I think our audiences are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, and it's, it's obviously very popular. I'm just sitting here going, I don't think I've ever seen Frozen from front to back, which. I feel like I missed something. So I may, and I'm getting a dirty look from Amanda right now. But the, the reality is, like, I'm sure that I've seen it, just not in one sitting. Like, I have children of various ages. You know how, you know what I mean? Like, I, Your I do. Kids but are I just too young. Your yeah, kids are too young to have like seen it. it in theaters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, my, and I have a teenage daughter, daughter a but yeah, and she, your daughter wasn't a fan of Frozen. No. Just hold no. the fort. Yeah. Uh oh, <laughs> okay, we might get canceled. Are we? Yeah, I know. We're, we're, <laughs> we're never going to get that contract with the mouse now. Um, but why doesn't your why doesn't your daughter like Frozen? I think she thought it was just too much all over the place. Like uh, every one of her mm. friends was into it, and everyone was like singing the songs from it all the time and everything. I think she got like she suffered from oversaturation of it and everything. Um, I didn't take her to see it. I think her mom took her to see it, and uh, she. Uh, yeah, I think it just got too much. It was just oversaturation and burnout, uh, which I guess can happen even when you're like about, gosh, I don't remember what year that came out with came out in, but I think it was like she was like eight or nine or something. Like yeah, that. she's just like the exactly the target demo. And yeah. she probably just got sick of seeing it. All the stickers, the notebooks, the clothes. Yeah, you get just, oh, my gosh, get this out of my face. Yeah, I can, I can <laughs> see that. Yeah, I think like the entire world had that happen with like you two, um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm looking at your your website. Hey, they wrote some bangers. They have some good albums. War is a good album. Octoon baby. But as soon as as soon as you two put their song on your phone, unbidden, it was over. It was a low watermark in in the culture. A low watermark for the Irish people. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I will say that as like I, I have some standing there. No, seriously, you can't you can't just like like virally send your own tunes into my record player. I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Shadow Horse Theater's website, uh, Matthew, and I'm looking at the Hocus Pocus uh, uh, stuff on the on the site, and I like that you have your and this is obviously past. Frozen is coming up, but. Mm -hmm. uh, you have your drinking cues listed like right on the website. Oh yeah, which I like, think is great. So people can kind of get ready. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Usually those go up like um like the day of the show and like there's QR codes on all the tables at uh, in the theater area at Can Can so people can scan them with their phones and have the cues right on their phones. We also put some paper programs as well on the tables as well so people can follow along. But yeah, we want people to be able to have that on their phones and be able to follow along because we're getting a lot of new people who've never come before. And so it's a new thing for them. So we want them to feel comfortable and like, okay, here are the, we announced the rules before the show starts and the drinking cues before the show starts. But yeah, like people, and when they're hanging out at Can Can and having their drinks, they can just scan the QR code with their phone, takes them right to the Shadow Horse website. And uh, Matt Kelly set that up and it'll show you the rules, the drinking cues and the cast, and you'll be able to follow along that way too. Do you have your rules set up for Frozen yet? I do not know what they're going to be. I'm I'm so involved with Anonymous right now uh, uh, that uh, I'm kind of like Matt Kelly and Mara Rose and Max Besner are kind of they've we got a great cast for Frozen. I saw the cast list. The event page is already up on Facebook, so you can find it Frozen uh, for on a drinking game Minnesota's Facebook page. Frozen's up there, and it's a great cast uh, and. Uh, I don't know what the cues are going to be. Yet. I, I'm um, really I'm bummed that I don't know it better because we could just sort of spitball. I mean, you know, uh, it could be. Fun. I'm betting snow will be one. I uh, yeah, right. Yeah. That snow or is let it go. Let it go. Uh, like when people sing, maybe we've done, you know, it's not always like the drinking cues for the audience are usually uh, a phrase or a famous quote from a movie. Like a simple example, when we did Princess Bride, you know, as you wish. 
bell Whoa, rings, people were- audience oh, drinks. So good. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So easy. So like, um, but we've also had cues for things like, you know, when somebody starts singing or when somebody dies or something like that. So uh, I might be like, I'm not promising because I don't know, but maybe when anyone starts to break into song, that's be a cue to drink and sing along. That sounds reasonable. I really like for Hocus Pocus that one of the cues is just spells. Yes. <laughs> that was a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure people were having a really good time. That's that's a hoot, dude. It was a like yeah. I was out in the audience watching and people were just just enjoying it so much. And again, people showed up in costume. There were some winning there were a few Winifreds out in the audience. And uh yeah, people are just having a great time, you know, during all the during the I put a spell on you song and watching the spells and singing along and stuff. Yeah. It was just, it's so fun to watch people have a good time uh, at our show and people were having a great time that night and people had a great time doing the bend and snap at the legally blonde show. Uh, You know, it's a fun, it's, it's just so much fun to see people having a good time out of the theater and know that it's a accessible, be affordable, C fun and not boring and not pretentious and there's no airs mm. about it. It's just a good time seeing talented people give a great performance and people love also, being on stage doing it and people love watching it. So it's, I think it's what Amanda said. It's equally fun. If it's a movie that you love and you're an actor and you get to be in it, that's a blast. If it's a movie that you love and there's not really a part for you in it and you come and watch it, you have a great time watching it. Mm. And it's in a great venue. All right, how are you yes. liking Can Can Wonderland? I mean, you've done a few shows there now, right? Yeah, it's a cool place. Um, I think like I think that's part of the bang for your buck with the show because when you get admission to Can Can, you can come into the show, and so you can come in the afternoon, like at four or five o'clock. You know, our show starts at nine thirty, but come at four or five o'clock and go play video games and go play mini golf and have your lunch, late lunch, early dinner there, and then come into the theater space with more drinks at the bar. And they've been making theme drinks for us. Um, that's sort of a little up in the air, but they made like three different kinds of cool theme drinks with gummies and fun stuff in them uh, for Hocus Pocus, which was a blast. And they had a special menu for them and everything. Um, and come in and watch the show. But yeah, you can spend your time at Can Can. It's a great venue for people to come to and have a good time and spend the day at, especially yeah. we, again as we go into winter and maybe not so much outdoor stuff. Mm. Come there, spend the day exactly. there. Exactly. Yep. Good call. Yeah, I I gotta do that. I love Can Can Wonderland. It's so fun. You, you know, the, the 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 funniest drink they could make for Frozen would be like a warm margarita. <laughs> <laughs> I, We're in the upside I down honestly, now. <laughs> they they make some fun stuff there. Like their whole mm. bar menu is fun, but like when they've made these theme drinks for us, and again, I don't know if that's, you know, that might be something that they don't do, uh, you know, but it's something that they've done and it's been a blast and people, but all their drinks are good and all the food is good. There's stuff for the, everybody there. Like anything on the menu is good. And there's a whole beer wall and stuff like that. So you won't go wrong. You'll have a great time. Mm. How do you usually rehearse these? Uh, the, the drinking games. What do you, what's sure, that process the, like? They're rehearsed the same day, uh, unless it's like the venue has got everything occupied in it, but they're rehearsed the same day. And uh, that way uh, people, it's fresh in their heads. And then we do the show the same night uh, of the rehearsal. So it's a very sh- like tight process because right from the beginning, we decided we didn't want this to be something that occupied people's time and that they couldn't do. Um, You know, we were busy and we know what performers schedules are like. And so, um, and since there's no memorization because it's script in hand, it means you don't have to go home and work on your lines. You know, literally uh, most people, what they do is from my experience of doing it now going on 12 years, you know, the building up to the show, And we try and cast it about three to four weeks out, but sometimes it's like two, three weeks out before the show, before the rehearsal day, watch the movie, watch the movie and notice what little things and touches, you know, your characters or character or characters, because often you're playing multiple parts in it a lot are doing and take a note about it and go, okay, so they said the line that way, or they moved a little this way, you know, just take some mental notes. Uh, If you have the script, you know, if the script is, if you already have the script in hand, because we send it out to actors in advance, we try and give them, give it to them like 24 to 48 hours in advance, or maybe even a week uh, in advance, you know, have your script, highlight your lines, make notes, prep for it. And then the day of the show, we'll, we'll, we'll stage it, 
we'll do the choreography, you know, we'll figure out blocking and everything. And we'll have the, uh, you'll know where your drinking cues are. And then we do it that night. So it's tight and you can people, we've often had people like I myself have like performed in one play, a play, and then shown up and done drinking game that night. I'll have rehearsal during the day, perform the play I'm in. Come an hour later, I'm doing drinking game on stage. That's, that's how I, I mean, went from, Yeah, that's how I went from doing like Arcadia to doing Anchorman and playing Brick. So from <laughs> Tom Stoppard to, to uh, I Love Lamp in the same night. And it was a blast. It's fun. If you're an actor, I think I can't imagine a better, more fun. If you're an actor... You should love that kind of thing. Like I'm going mm. from Tom Stoppard to Anchorman. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great challenge and fun thing to do. Oh, yeah. I was once uh, doing a kid's show. and We would have two shows in the morning or late, you know, morning, late morning. And then I had a uh, matinee and then the night show. And I was doing four shows a day. But it was mm. just the most amazing day ever because you'd have these screams of kids laughing and then you'd be making adults weep. You know, yeah, oh, man, it's this, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a fun thing to do. Like, I've always had a good time when I was in LA doing theater. And if I was doing like uh, a serious play, and then I was in our late night serialized comedy show at Sacred Fools, uh, it was a blast to like change and shift up that way. And uh, if you're an actor, I, I think it's a fun thing. Like, I, I have, whenever it's happened to me and our folks, it's been challenging, but fun. Uh, and your adrenaline's rushing. And you're excited to be in front of a different kind of audience. And, you know, you don't have to worry about memorizing anything because you got your script in your hand there. So at least that pressure's off. And you're just there to give a good performance and do your best work, but have a great time at the same time. And I and I don't think this is controversial, but I'll say I, I one of those two things is not finer art than the other. I know that it's no. very tempting to think that like, ah, Arcadia and Tom Stoppard, it's so serious. and But you may have the greatest night of your life in the theater seeing people on book doing Anchorman. And I'm not yeah. being facetious. I like, don't think so either. And I'm yeah, not saying yeah. one superior. And I don't want to imply that what I said was like one superior to the no, other. No, no, not yeah. at all. Arcadia is a, a wonderful show that has funny stuff and has and discusses very high minded ideas and everything. But it's still a fun show. But it, it, but it's not in superior to the brilliance right, no, of no. Anchorman. Yeah, and Anchorman has lots newscasters of newscasters brawl or <laughs> some of the genius lines in it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Scotchy's, yeah, I love Scotch. Scotch, 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 Scotch. I mean, it's classic. Sex Panther. Uh, mm -hmm. I love Lamp. You know, I yep. eat the red yep. candle. I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> it really is it's brilliant. I mean, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, to me, again, like the the fun of that night was like, okay, I'm doing Arcadia, and I'm gonna drive from like you know Bloomington or Burnsville, wherever I was out there doing it, all the way into uh, Uptown to do Anchorman and wear a loud checkered. 70s sports coat and oh, man. be brick and be a moron and it was it was fantastically fun and uh a person who would come to both i think would have a, a, a fun fun time yeah, well before we started recording for our listeners we were having a conversation about uh wrestling and rugby and the sports of the ancient and i can't think of anything that's more ancient than going to a theater and having a couple drinks and getting rowdy there's a reason yeah. people have been doing it since the beginning of time because it's so much fun. Yeah, and you can have a, a sublime experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it, there's a place for both. And the last the last I want the theater too, and this is something I talked about a little bit, like along with accessibility on the last time I was here, is that theater should not be boring. Theater should not suck. And you know. Gosh, I don't want people ever to think like, oh, it's a theater. I'm intimidated by it. It's highfalutin. It's snobby. Am I going to get this? Yeah, no. Or, or it's a chore. Or it's a chore to go it's like, oh, I got to go I... do something artistic. It's my annual trip to the theater to get culture so that, you know, not, so I learn something and I contribute to the arts. Ugh, no, don't, don't. Don't feel that way. Go and see shows that interest you. Go and because there's stuff out there that's fun and exciting and interesting. People are doing fun, exciting, interesting work, like proven by the script readings you guys are doing at Waldman and this one coming up because that script sounds fantastic. You know, you know, it's it sounds super cool. And uh, 
and there's stuff like drinking game and there's other fun shows and stuff and not everything is going to you know theater is not designed to make you miserable it is designed to entertain you why does it so often feel that way though (laughs) you know well actually i i I, i'll be rhetorical i'll 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 give you the answer because it's very difficult because it's very hard to do well yeah Yeah. it's tough i mean you know i understand like and there's a place for doing serious dramas that may leave you like kind of stunned at the end of it. Like I haven't, I've done shows obviously that are very dark and serious and deal with, in, with the serious issues. And they're also beautiful and meaningful and powerful. And I love doing that kind of work and there's nothing, and you can go and see a show like that and, you know, feel deeply moved by something, you know, there's nothing wrong with the tragedy. It's just that it shouldn't feel like you're in the tragedy when you're watching it. <laughs> Did you just Ooh. come up with that? Because that's yeah, a banger. but it's something I've thought about. Yeah, I mean, I've never expressed it, but it is like you should not feel like this is a tragedy of an evening after the show is over. You should feel like I just watched a tragedy and that was deeply moving and I'm moved by it and I'm going to think about it and it's going to sit with me for a while. You shouldn't want your night back. Yeah, you shouldn't right. say no, that was three hours yeah. of my life. I'll never get back. Mm, mm-hmm. That's the last. That's thing great. Yeah, you mm. should feel. Mm. You should feel anything but indifference. Feel anything but regret after seeing the show. Hmm. Yeah, I, that was quite a turn of phrase. I, I'm, I'm digging it. This is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying this uh, this episode of Mouthing Off. Hopefully, you are too. You can find us on ninety four point one FM Frogtown Radio. Shout out to Frogtown Radio and those folks over there for including us. That's a lot of fun. We're also on Minnesota Playlist. If you go to minnesotaplaylist.com, you you know, we pop up there. uh, And and that's cool to see. October 30th, Waldman Brewery. We've got this new play coming up. We're going to try to record it, but there's no guarantee that the recording will turn out. And so if you want to absolutely be certain to, to experience this new play, a sure thing, you're going to want to RSVP at badmouthtc.com. Matthew, you said, too, you've got you've got something with your, with your improv group going on as well. Yeah, you know? uh, Huge Theater is going to have Improvathon, which is their annual, like, mar- Improvathon, like a marathon, like nonstop, end-to-end, like, I think it's 48 hours of improv, uh, and it's at their new space. Uh, so there'll be groups from all across the Twin Cities performing there. It's an awesome thing. I've done it before. There's nothing like performing improv at three in the morning uh, or at Wait, 8 a.m. Wait, you go through the night? Uh, well, audience members can do it. Like iron audiences can sit the entire time and watch it. Uh, 24 hours or 36 hours of improv, uh, improvathon. I've only done it as a performer, like, and sat and watched a couple sets. Like, uh, my group last action movie has performed in it a lot. And uh, like, I've performed, we've performed it early in the morning, late at night. Uh, but it's, and it goes on the entire time. It's a fun thing to do and a uh, fun thing to part of. And now it's a huge, new, brand new space. So I imagine it's going to be fantastic. Um, it's a chance to see improv groups from all across the Twin Cities doing sets and support Huge, which is a great place. And so um, I just had, re- like Sunday, my Sunday yesterday was improv rehearsal in the morning uh, and then anonymous rehearsal from one to about four. And then I worked at my, one of my two jobs from five to nine. So That's it was what a busy we call Sunday. live in the dream folks. That is living the dream. That's <laughs> the awesome. four HL with an actor. Uh, Mari, what's up? I'm just curious. Where is Huge's new space? Cause last I checked, they were in uptown on Lindale. Where did they uh, that was their original space. Like, uh, you're you're throwing me a curveball because, like, I'm trying to remember what the address is of their new space. But they're uh, officially I'll moved into their new space, and uh, you know, you can do a find them on all the again, like you know, huge theater. Uh, but yeah, it's their new space. Uh, in, uh, they're the it's like it's, great it's on theater. Lindale. Lindale. It's on Lindale still. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's well, right. it yeah. says moving this summer to 2728 ah. Lindale Avenue. But yep. the the website is hugetheater.com. Yeah. yeah. And you can, but yeah, Improvathon's coming up and uh, that's always a fun event at Huge. And uh, yeah, drinking game at Can Can, uh, Frozen, 
drinking game Minnesota on Facebook and uh, you can find us on Instagram and stuff. And then yeah, anonymous with full circle theater. We've got an amazing cast, a, a beautiful diverse cast of people uh, doing in rehearsal. I can tell you like they're doing some beautiful work. There's people doing outstanding work, uh, really talented people, uh, Gosh, I don't want to miss anybody, <laughs> but uh, Dominique Jones, uh, Edwin Stout, uh, Winifred Froelich. Uh, gosh, there's so many good, talented people in it. Uh, it's a loaded cast uh, with some really great people in it. Uh, we've got a great director in Stephanie Lean Walseth. Uh, you know, fight choreography by Anne Anneking, intimacy coaching by Mason Tyre uh, at Park Square. So beautiful space. Uh, can't wait to get on there coming up soon and start you know we're getting into the final weeks of rehearsal here before we open previews next week so oh it's an exciting time and uh and going back to what i said about theater that doesn't suck this show i promise you is going to be awesome and it is you don't have to know anything about the odyssey to like it you will enjoy the hell out of it it's a fun exciting uh beautiful show and uh, it's and it's only about 85 90 minutes so there's that too ah, and it's pay whatever it, you want every show pay what you can so very cool fun very cool, cool. Stuff. that is actually yeah I, I appreciate that especially for a venue like park park square that's yeah that's not a cheap rental uh yeah it's a great I don't thing. imagine I full circle is i think i i don't imagine it like it's i'm not privy to that but i, I guess I i'd have to uh, i yeah i mean yeah yeah it's just, think, it's I, a serious venue yeah yeah it's a serious yeah. venue and full circle to make the every performance of this pay what you're able as long as well as like performances that got closed captioning performances there's three post-show discussions there's going to be asl interpreters and description shows so uh they have those dates on the postcards and on the website and and their facebook event page for the show so it's a chance for everyone to come out and see this show and experience the show we have a a, uh, and a blind actor playing a blind character in the show. So uh, I think, I think this is something that everyone should come out and see, not just because I'm in it, uh, but because <laughs> it's a great script and talented ensemble. And uh, I'm just, I feel really blessed to be a part of it and to be working with the people I'm working with on it. Full circle theater, ermn.org. Matthew Sachs, thank you so much for coming back on Mouthing Off. You're always welcome to come join us. This is an open thank door. You. I think you're you're our most frequent guest slash collaborator on the pod. So you're <laughs> you're honorary. It's very, very good. I well, I had a great you. time being asked like to jump in the same day of the of the last reading. Yeah, that was so helpful. Was awesome yeah, we were well, we did the edge of liberty. <laughs> You really, you really you got, edge. you were right <laughs> over the edge of Liberty there. Boy, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I neglected to thank you again for that. That was a huge help. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. I think we, well, we knew you were going to, you were coming. <laughs> like, yeah. So, Hey, just get on stage and let's go. Uh, yeah. All right. It, it, uh, with drinking game experience, like same day rehearsal, same minute rehearsal and do the performance. Hey, no problem. Why not? What the heck? What can, what can go wrong? What indeed? <laughs> <laughs>